come on, come on, come on. How you want it, call Yak or Patron? Brunch with the boys, we gon' give you what you want. And what you don't know, we about to put you on. Come on, come on, come on. How you want it, call Yak or Patron? Brunch with the boys, we gon' give you what you want. And what you don't know, we about to put you on. Yes, we are the trending topic. Free relationship profits. Brunch with the boys, we the highest. Brunch with the boys, we the highest. Hey, what's going on? It is your boy, King Motherfucking Dads. We here tonight. What's going on, gentlemen? Jesus. What's good, everybody? It's Mr. Gentile Cheer. Another episode of Brunch with the Motherfucking Boys. Where y'all at, man? We appreciate y'all, man. What's going on, COVID time? What's going on, fellas? For real, what's good, man? Chilling, man. We chilling. Got Everything good? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. We surviving, man. Mask on, mask off, nigga. That's how I'm doing. Is that right? a future quote? I believe so. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight, fellas? You know, we want to get into a couple things, things that I believe play off of each other well. But uh, entanglements. This whole Will and Jada story, you know, that's going on right now. So I think it's only right that we speak to it like we always do. So... Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, and I think, Jen, you probably know more of the story than I do. But basically, what I thought was an open relationship with Jada and Will apparently wasn't. And they were helping August Alcina. Is that yeah, that nigga? That's name? his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, I remember that nigga had one song. I don't believe nah, he did. Yeah, not have he had one way song. more than one song. He's, yeah. a good, he's a good singer, man. I didn't say he wasn't. I, I, I remember yeah. one or two hits then at the mm-hmm. most. But nah, man, I could there. be wrong. But I guess they were helping him through some tough times uh, that he was having with his health. And at some point, their relationship, his and Jada's, became sexual. And on the red table, this all came out that it wasn't known. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask you guys what your thoughts on that. You know, it, it seemed to me that they were going to get a divorce or break up, and they were taking a break. Do you see the benefits of taking a break? Because they're coming back together. They're back together, if I'm clear. I mean, sometimes distance does help in a relationship. So I do see some of the benefit because sometimes you need to miss someone and put things into perspective and, and take some time to understand who you are and heal and so forth. I think my biggest situation or my biggest issue with this is you bring this individual into your home uh, and it's under a different pretense of trying to get this homeboy back to health. And then... All of a sudden, during this break, you you basically fucked the maid. That's what Jada did. You know, you got you got people in the house, man, and you, and you fucked your pool boy. That's how it feels like to me. So, for Will, it feels like an ultimate betrayal because number one, this is real close to home. He brought this man into your home, and there's nothing more disrespectful than that. Secondly, I think the the other biggest aspect of it is he. I don't think he truly knew that this relationship even existed until recently. So I think Jada was keeping it on the hush. And when a nigga get blindsided and get slapped in the face like that, man, that shit hurt, man. Red face. I, I, I got a different perspective on it, man. I think that, uh, <clears throat> I think a couple of things. I think so for those who don't know, I, I, I believe that uh, August had some issues with, uh, with Percocets. And I think Jada talked about this with, uh, with drug use and, and um, she helped him recognize that. And so, you know, he kind of broke down to her and said, Hey, I need some help trying to dealing with this. And I think they put him in a space with people who give a fuck about his well-being. Um, 
I, I do believe what August said when he said he had a conversation with Will about what was going on. I don't, I don't know that it was anything underhanded. I think that Will and Jada were in a very interesting place prior to August Alcina being there. Um, and I think that they had an understanding. Um, and and I, I, I don't think August is lying when he says that. I don't think he has any reason to lie when he says he had a conversation with Will and Will gave him his blessing. So, man, you know, I think a nigga has a reason to lie. Nigga. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the death quote, first and foremost. He could be saving face. And, and I think he's saving face by coming out first. See, but see, I think he's coming out because he wants some type of. You know, celebrity. You know, I relevance. think it's sympathy as well. He wants. He wants. He wants. Because who? How else would they have known? Yeah. Well, so you. We. But we talking about two different points here. So a couple of things. I don't think Jada and Will um, get the benefit of the doubt of telling the truth because they Jada and Will. I don't know Jada and Will agree. like I don't know August. I so agree. I don't know who to lie. Just because you. Just because you rich and you got money don't mean you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know Will or Jada. Yeah. Um, I thought when I saw what what August said, I thought he got asked really interesting, really direct questions by by Angela. He didn't. Um. He didn't stutter. He didn't have to search his memory. He had very rapid response for something that he apparently made up. And that doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah. But um, I think it's very interesting that Will and Jada took a week to respond. Right. Get your stories together. Let's get on the same page. That's like a fucking strategy plan to me. Yeah. So um, I think and like I said before. Before August came out, niggas already knew that Jaden Will had some type of open or weird relationship. If you read a quote, she says, and if, I'm telling you, you can find this because I read it myself, the quote from Jada. She says they have a life partnership. That's an interesting, interesting comment because that's what August said. August said that Jada told him that him, her and Will have a life partnership and he will always be in her life so that, that he can expect that. So he's saying something that's that, that mimics what Jada said herself. And so on Dez's tip, I believe that Jada said that, but come on, come on y'all like for real, a chick will say whatever she wants to no different than a dude who is trying to get something out of somebody will say anything They'll spin any web, any they'll kick that game better than a pimp out of the Players Club movie. Nigga. But who are you attributing that to, August? No, I'm contributing that to Jada. I think Jada manipulated the situation. And I'm going to only say this only because Jada even speaks to her having a codependency syndrome and this desire to help everybody under the sun. And I think she also said she wanted to feel something. And everybody wants, if you're in a dead-ass marriage, nigga, you six feet in a marriage, right? <laughs> You want to feel something. You want to feel alive. You 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 know you want that. You want you that. Feel anything? Yeah, you want that energy. And what what happened from that is she just like Bill Clinton when he needed some energy. He looked outside his door two times to the left, two times to the sure right. That's what happened. And, and, and found and found Monica to give him some head. It to me it felt very similar in regards to he was close. They had a good relationship. She needed something from him, which was to feel alive and. She she told whatever she had to tell him to get what she wanted out of the deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I think that um, we'll live in a house with Jada. If you got a if you got a man in your house and you don't know he's fucking your wife, um, I, I, I guess. I mean, I, I I don't have any sympathy for Will in that situation because guess what's not happening in my fucking household. I'm not helping some young nigga on a, on a road to fucking recovery in my house with my fucking family, with my wife and my, my kids. Are you fucking we'll kidding me? And I have all the tattoos. I, the fuck I, out of here. I honestly think if you're, I don't know, you know, you're right. That's I not the proper situation to help somebody. You can help them in a number of ways. You can oh, help them get to a facility. You can call him every day. Right. You can put him in touch with your people. He ain't got to live in your fucking house yeah. with your family. I'm, I'm not going to bring a nigga that temptation. I'm not going to bring a nigga that can sing and Cooner nigga, and then after that, then got tattoos on them and, and fit and got abs, nigga, and shit like that. Well, I don't know nothing about that. I, yeah. I wouldn't be worried about the way the nigga look. I'm I just not having. Them, 
I'm not bringing no fat nigga in. I'm not bringing no insane nigga. In. I'm not bringing nobody in my house. The, sec- the, the other thing I wanted to mention is, um, you know, it's interesting because we we talk about Jaden in in uh, in in August a lot, not, and that's what it's about, right? But let's stop acting like Will's that Will's life is like that nigga you seen on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Though Will Smith is not a fucking saint. Nah. He ain't no nun. Nah. He is not without sin. So. Like keep the same energy when three years from now three bitches come out talking about how Will was all fucking them in two thousand and eighteen. Well, so and and I definitely agree with that, but at the same time, shit, it's about time these hoes fucked up because we keep <laughs> acting like they never do. Uh, you know, okay. so realistically, but did she fuck? I'm I, still I agree. To- well, I think she did because from what it seems is I don't, and that's where it comes up. Maybe you're right. I saw an interview that where she expressed that they did, they weren't, they were bro- broken up. So in that way. You know, did she lie? But if she was, in fact, still with Will, I mean, it, who knows what it is? So I don't want to get into that shit, really, because at the end of the day, do what you do. Every marriage is its own. Um, I just think it's interesting. I like her perspective in a way with that whole life partnership to where, you know, you're not necessarily saying an open marriage, but you and I always talk about are people meant to be monogamous? Mm-hmm. Is it less about who you're sleeping with and more about who you're experiencing and going through life. So everything important and relevant is happening with this person. But every once in a while you dip your dick into something and she want to, you know, have her shit dipped into. Mm-hmm. I please. That hurts me when you yeah, say that. Like and that. I know it hurts to say, but why should she not get it if you can't? You know? we, we had a guest, you know, not to get on tangent, we, which we do often, but we had a guest. I think her name was Ebby. And um, she talked about. She said, "Niggas never want to. Niggas always want to act like they the only and they the first. It's true though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah, you dating this chick and you ain't talked to her in three weeks and but everything going good. She said, like, you think she ain't sucked another nigga dick in the last three weeks? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody beat the pussy up in the last three weeks. That's really tough. That's still hurt. You know what I'm saying? So when you say that, don't 2020, say ladies and fellas, come on. And you know what? I also want to take it to a different word. I think we sometimes." believe we want or need something that we end up getting and realize we don't. Mm-hmm. And to me, with this whole breakup, but now we're together and we're working, because you maybe saw some shit out there and was like, uh-uh, it really isn't bad. And I had a homeboy, you know, I'm obviously not going to say his name, but mm-hmm. he actually told his wife, hey, listen, I still have a lot of lust. I still look at these women and I want them and I know we have two he kids. Told her this. And he's like, and she, I think she was wanting to have another kid and he ended up having one, you know, Mm -hmm. long story short, but he told her that he needed this and he wanted this and, and that he wanted to end the marriage because of it. And she was like, no, please, why don't you go out there, do what you do whenever you want to do it. You say you're going to do this and I know, and I'll leave you be, just don't come home. I want you to go see if this is what you want. And he did. And he was out there and he had a hole and he was hitting her and then, Hey, such and such going fishing, and, and that was the key word, and he knew he could go, and everything was smooth. And he said after a few months of it, he found that he didn't really want it, and that what he really wanted was her, and that everything he thought that was out there. And, you know, he was getting pussy. I That's mean, real. nine times out of ten, you know, niggas, that's what we're thinking. And it, he found that he didn't want it. So I think it's beautiful how sometimes shit can come together. Maturity, yeah. Even when it's wrong, and it seems wrong, I should mm-hmm. say. So mm-hmm. I don't want to judge Will and Jada at all because if this is the shit that leads to their everlasting love, fuck what we think. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. So, There's a lot of big love out there and everybody ain't built for it. Yeah. That yeah, takes that, that take a lot of emotional that intelligence show. right there. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, but, but what's up with the cold though? You know, you don't think August was wrong for coming forth first? Uh, so, so you know, it's interesting. 
That's why I said the last, kind of the last part, the last question that there's two different questions. Oh, yeah, definitely broke the man code, G code, like, you know, initiated the whole code. Like, it's <laughs> seriously, man, like when that, when I heard this thing come out and, I, and I'm thinking like, why did he come out? Because I'm yeah. thinking maybe she said something or insinuated something or made him look crazy. He said, I was losing money and uh, opportunities and people's looking at me crazy and shit. Like nah, nigga. What's that mean? Like somebody offered him money. Yeah, like, well, I guess you're talking about okay. gigs and things yeah. like that. Because dog, wait, Jada and Will are, are very. I mean, they ain't J and B, but they second. Yeah, <laughs> do you they're, know what I'm saying? They're very influential. And yeah, so, and influential. when it comes to Hollywood, not just Black Hollywood, but Hollywood in general, Jada and, and Will are, are 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 powerful people. And then, you know, I think if he was ever to run a ride them, I think he thinks they may have some you know, ability to inf- in, impact his career, or at least the perception by others that he's been some negative influence in their life would, would maybe, you know, have opportunities not come to him. But that's There's just no some whole shit. Of that, nah, still. nah, nah. That's some whole shit. And I, ain't see, I don't see Will and Jada, you know, being that shit. I can't see them stopping this man money. I don't see that. You know what I Do mean? Do you so, think it's interesting, Gent, that it seems the old way was Hose was happy to have that quiet role, you know, and it was low-key and, you know, everyone was good. But now... Women are happy with that small role, but they have bigger expectations as to what they receive. Because to me, I think August did it for money. I don't think it was a loss of books because why would they even need to do that? Unless Will got mad and some shit and maybe he was doing funny shit. Mm-hmm. These are so many possibilities that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, for the most part, I just wouldn't go that route. So, to be honest with you, I feel like, first off, August has been sick for years, right? So he's just kind of making his comeback. What's better for a comeback than scandal? Yeah. I mean, some of these things are planned. The Illuminati do shit like this all the time for the purpose of inflating record sales or inflating um, a particular outcome. And so there's a, there's a baseline feeling like August was trying to ride that wave. That's, that, that's me right there on that. But from a code standpoint, D, that's some young nigga shit right there, what he mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some shit I did when I found out I was getting cheated on by my girl. Like, so mm-hmm. I was young. Mm-hmm. And checking her phone records or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. young nigga shit again. Yeah, and then <laughs> classic young nigga. Yeah, shit. classic young nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Found the re- repetitive phone number and and created the algorithm to understand who this nigga was, and then called that nigga and said, "Who the fuck is you?" That's some young nigga shit where you approach that nigga instead of approaching that chick. And so, that's how we met, guys. That's how we met. That, so I'm glad you gave me the call that day. And, uh, that, that is she was good. lovely. We've been friends ever since. <laughs> so to me, uh, to me, he yeah. took a very immature stance. If it wasn't truly for the publicity to kind of get his career upstarted again, but if an older nigga, that nigga would have been sitting in the cut, nigga smoking a cigar, nigga not saying shit, nigga getting mm-hmm. some checks, nigga work him um, having an old lady handle his influence, nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm happy in the fact that he had Jada. I Hell kept yeah. it so secret. Even when they got back together, she'd have probably been hitting me up still. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, like I think I, you know, I think Jada Jada's so grown man because you remember they close to their fifties. I mean, I think I know Will's fifty one and Jada yeah. might be you know forty eight, forty nine. But no, I think I think Jada's at a point, man. Like she, pro- like here is the thing: she might have actually dug that nigga's vibe. Like, cause I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not talking on on uh, August Alcina's dick and nothing like that. So I, I don't, I don't know about that. But she could have really just enjoyed that nigga's vibe. Right. And and because of that, she allowed that nigga to hit the pussy a few times. But there's no telling, man. I think um I think Will and Jada have a very, very interesting relationship. And I think I think we know the part of we 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 know what they want us to see. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just got one see, basically she uses the word entanglement and uh and Will kind of addresses it like, man, call it what it is. But really 
the definition is basically this couple who was having repeated unresolved conflict that resulted into a separation and they don't feel fulfilled. And then she had to seek out companionship from this nigga, right? Um, Because she was feeling either lonely or angry or unappreciated, whatever. Then she outsourced that shit. And that's what she did. She handled it like any nigga would have handled it. We just just called her out. And I want to get to outsourcing within the relationship. But first, I want to ask this question to both of you. A friend of mine brought this suggestion to me about marriage and the way it's drawn up and written up, obviously, uh, by the law. Have you ever considered going to a lawyer, a notary, and having your own contract drawn up about who gets what if someone dies, uh, you know, assets, et cetera, et cetera, kids, what have you, and having that contract drawn and having the ceremony and then signing that contract, creating a marriage under your law and not the state's? No, nah, I haven't. Do you that, think that would ruin the sanctity of marriage in sense, or do you think that would make it better? Do you think I, it wouldn't matter? Or what? Yeah, I don't think it would matter for me. That just seemed like extra work. I probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably would do all that. Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, people that people that want to see you do well and, and care about you are going to treat you that way and have respect for you. And people that don't, won't. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, nah, not for me. I look at it, like, no different than a prenup. Sometimes people view the prenup as basically saying the marriage is going to fail. I also, but I also see the concept and how that shit could work out where you are outlining and both of you guys have input on how this relationship should go success wise or failure and how that looks. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but if you're going in like that, man, you already know something might be wrong. See, I don't agree because I don't think you're thinking prenup for as more as. These, this is your security that you're taking care of. This is your security and confirmation that no matter what, you're good. So now we're almost just stepping away from what man says because let's, let's be honest. If shit goes to shit, it's not worried about the money, you know, the advantages and the, the, the trouble with the kids and, and how things are going to get handled. I, I think it gives you a lot more control and it's a different approach. On the same, you know, accomplishing the same goal. What is it? So I got two questions. What is the purpose of? Is it for financial reasons? Is the only way I could see that being worth something is if it was for financial purposes. And to me, like to to Jen's point, I don't know how that's much different than a prenup because if you're talking about, I don't know how you can memorialize feelings or 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 things like that because at the end of the day. People going to treat you how the fuck they want to treat you, regardless of some paper that said you're going to treat me nice and fuck me on, on nah. every third Thursday. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's yeah, the, yeah. What's the purpose of it? Yeah. And the contract wouldn't, I mean, I guess you could write those things in, but you'd be a damn fool because that ain't no whole living up to that. Those, right. those performance metrics, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, if those shits was uh, with trigger bonuses, bitches be on it. Don't worry. So we figured it out right there. Another, <laughs> another variable to marriage. I'm actually thinking about that. Yeah, that no, might but be nice I, to put a bonus on that, but yeah. Uh, no, and I get what you're saying, but it really wouldn't be for financial. It would be more to not feel the confinement of, man, I married you, and by law, you you get this, you, you get that. Oh, you saying so? You're not actually so you married. You don't feel the pressure. So I, yeah, in a way, you're not really married. You have a contract between oh, two oh, people. Okay. Which oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Was what, but I like all that. All you had is a ceremony, and really, what makes you married, nigga? How many people out here saying that's my wife? Nigga ain't seen them. You know what I mean? Like. Common law marriage. If you live with someone longer than two years, like three years, I believe it's common Mm -hmm. law marriage. 
there's no difference. If you take that stance, so you took away the the whole pressure of the paper, yeah. and now it's like I'm here because I want to be. Because no matter what, I'm straight. Because we've decided on when, when you said it, nigga. There was an Amistad moment when I said, "Give us us free." Uh, nigga, <laughs> I felt I felt like it, it's a way that you you can have all of the aspects of marriage and that security. To your point, but it also keeps everyone honest and staying on your game because sometimes, and we talked about this a hundred times, when people get married, there's there's a there's a wave of change that takes place for some reason yes. that happens when you give someone your it's last name. I have no idea what it is, but it's like they fall into this this concept of what marriage is mm-hmm. and adjust accordingly to that rather than just being who the fuck you were and how the fuck you got that nigga. So it's it kind of diminishes that point and I'm cool with something that sounds like it's going to protect the success of, of my relationship. That sounds reasonable to me. And I want this to be my last question on this, but I'm, I'm curious. So you, you love the person enough and you want to be with the person in such a way that a committed relationship is the realization and that you're willing to sign your own tr- contract, right? Mm-hmm. To say, but like, you yeah. don't want to, you don't want to actually marry them. So why don't you just date these motherfuckers and don't do any contract? Because what shows commitment? What does marriage show? You see what I don't think marriage shows anything. So I, that I, we'll see what what women gain, see it as is that's a different security. question. <laughs> I thought you asked me a question. You want to tell me what well, women nigga, see? Isn't it really what? What, what we're talking about? Because obviously niggas with these hosting because we marrying them. So that's my point. They see that when you show commitment, that's all marriage is. That's why hoes fuck with niggas who's married. Why? Because he shows that he can be committed, even if she know that she ain't going to get commitment from that nigga. So if you show a woman that you are willing to commit in this way, you can relieve that stress of like, hey, maybe he's going to leave because he's showing you that no matter what, I'm taking care of you. Because that's what marriage gives you. That's what that paper gives you. But at least here you control it more and still provide said security without the pressure. How do you feel about that? I think we we don't need to stay. I I do want to follow. I do. But I think that's changing. Right. There's two things. First of all, marriages can end a divorce for, you know, for 49, 50, 51 percent of the time for so many years before mother for, for chicks get hip to the game. Right. So I think if you're talking years and years ago, sure. I think chicks nowadays are becoming a little bit more savvy. And, and, and so, ladies, I'm going to give you a little piece. Of, I'm going to give you a little nugget right here. Oh, I might, man, don't give I might, too much, I might give him a trouble, right? I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. Much. I'm being sarcastic. If you think because he married you, he won't fuck other women, you're wrong, right? Marriage, <laughs> your signature on a piece of paper, your pretty fucking Please wedding, stop. doesn't mean he won't yeah. fuck a bitch the next fucking day. There is motherfuckers that's married that fuck another bitch every day. Day and there's niggas that been dating you that you have no fucking piece of paper for Never that love you to fucking death that don't fuck with nobody mm-hmm. else. So my, that, when I said before, I don't think marriage means anything. It's not that I don't under that I don't understand what the what yeah, the idea of marriage man, is, though. but but <laughs> no, that's the truth from a man's yeah, perspective. Exactly. Marriage doesn't mean to men what yeah, what, what it means what, to women. Exactly. So that's I, I think that's my point. I agree. I, mm-hmm. I think it's how, how he's holding you down and how he's making you feel. And if he's there consistently, that's, that's the most felt, important. I don't man. think you can really live that down. And a lot of hoes don't even realize they got a good nigga. Right? They don't Facts. even realize. Nope. Like, and they complain about the, oh, he doesn't do, bitch, he's always been there. He's been there so fucking long. Yeah. Nobody even yeah. know what it's it weird be when like. he not. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but yet you, you over here complaining like you don't got it good. Wait till that nigga leave, bitch. What, what, what did that nigga say? If you think you're lonely now, wait until wait tonight, until bitch. Because, dog, shit get lonely, ho. And I bet you he gonna bounce back. I hope you got this. You can do the same. 
God damn it. <laughs> there so we go. I want to get to outsourcing <laughs> within your relationship. Yeah, don't get me off on that. And what I call it, you know, and I, I shout out to the homie who gave me this. She called it surviving. When you outsource within the relationship, you're just trying to survive out here, man, because you want your marriage to stay. But guess what? You got to do what you got to do because certain things are missing. So I want to go up into the different ways that you can outsource. And one of the, the things that I think maybe is the main thing are physical activities, the vibes. Mm-hmm. So say, you know, your spouse isn't really an active, isn't really an active person. I know y'all going to say I'm going on the weight, so I'm not going to go hard. I'm just saying maybe you, you have a friend and maybe that friend is female and she works out. Are you jealous because that's what she's doing? You know what I mean? Because that's who he's spending that time with. Maybe the same with concerts and vice versa. So how do you feel about outsourcing vibes within the relationship? Yeah, that's, that's, that's hard, right? I mean, if you sit here and think about it, that's the whole premise behind this is truly you are not getting something um, from your partner. And, and for that, it's going to have some consequences, right? And if you're trying to outsource something romantic, it, it typically is subtle, man. Like, so you may not feel as close to your partner or you may enjoy spending more time with a friend than your partner or you have difficulty talking to your partner. But don't go, don't go everywhere. Stay right there. Yeah. How is it on the vibe? Because I think those physical activities, strip clubs, not many women go, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of men have female strip uh, friends. I think a lot of women have male friends. And I think that platonic relationship helps perspective and it shouldn't ruin anything. But I think in many ways it can handicap the relationship. And I wanted to talk about that but, later. But, but, but even if we you, broke it down, let's use strip clubs as an example. Your girl doesn't like going to the strip club, right? So you end up going with a friend. She has a certain vibe or feeling about the sanctity or the construct or the framework of what a strip club is. She hates it. She fucking hates it. She's not the chick that's going to um, send you, slap you on your ass to the strip club and put... A handful of dollar bills in your hand, but at the end of the day, you know that's your vibe, and you want to have fun. And this, and she ain't meeting you where you want to go. Guess where you go? You you go to your friend. It may be your boy, but if you're looking for a female vibe, you gonna you gonna holler at your friend. But guess what? Now you're starting to do a bunch of activities that. Well, at least this one. At least and this is one. this one a bad thing? That's that's what I want to ask you. Is it? Well, I'm not talking. Your everything can't be it. Yeah. If you do, if it's your everything, nigga, you obviously abort mission nine one one Houston. We have a problem. But yeah. I'm saying, if it's certain things, like for instance, strip clubs, and I'm using that as an example, but it could be anything: exercise, uh, smoking, and drinking. A lot of people don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, 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 your homeboy smoke. Imagine being a female and you smoke and your nigga don't. That that's a normal thing. And her homeboy smoke, nigga. She been knew you knew before you, yada yada. And you know he or she over there late night. She hiding some bitch. She fall asleep. Are you nervous, nigga? You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, you don't do this. So she's vibing there. That's what yeah, I think. Uh, I think for me. So here's the thing: when you get into a relationship with a person, and actually, I've actually done some relationships. I had like two homegirls. Actually, yeah, I had two homegirls that were my homegirls. Been my homegirls since I was fucking 19 and, and 22, 23, respectively, right? So when I got into a relationship with the person, I said, look, these are these are two girls, two women that I'm friends with. I'm going to call them when I need some, when I, when I want to, you know, some feedback. Um, if I'm in the area, I may go have lunch or dinner with them, but these are my friends. So if that's a problem, let me know now because 
These people have been my friends through thick and thin and folks I can depend on. We may or may not last, right? We don't know yet. So <laughs> they, they are known commodities yeah. and you are not. And that was a real conversation that's I had. And so she said, okay, then that's no problem. That's no problem. And it's never been a problem. Cause I'm, but I'm, cause I'm not a believer that if you are in a committed relationship, I don't necessarily have to go marriage, but you're in a committed relationship. I don't think your girl should have like six or seven, you know, homeboys, niggas she hang out with all the time. Yeah. Nah, that's not appropriate. And you shouldn't have five, six bitches you hang out with all yeah. the time. You got one or two homegirls that been your homegirls through yeah. thick and thin. I think she got to understand that and vice versa. And it's hard. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of bitches out here know they man got a homegirl and she don't really like that shit, but she let it go because she know that bitch been around and she got to trust her man yeah. at some point. Uh-huh. But niggas is not cool with that shit. If your wife say, if your wife, your girl or your, your fiance or anybody say, look, I'm about to go to dinner with Greg. You know, we've been friends for a long time, right? If Greg a short, fat, bald nigga, you comfortable as fuck, right? But if Greg look better than you, niggas feeling some kind of way. That's and, a fact. That's not a girl thing. Say to that, I'm going to say to that, that <laughs> because I have, uh, I've always had a pretty attractive female friends, and I'm going to say to that, I understand. I understand the where you're coming from. Your niggas going to be nervous. And the reason I think a man would be nervous, because I'd like to believe that I'd be okay with it. So many women that are friends with men fuck their friends and they never disclose it. And the one thing I've known about women and I learned, these motherfuckers, will, they'll keep shit to their grave. Mm-hmm. And they real good at that lot of shit. So I think mm-hmm. they fucking these niggas and they cool. And maybe they're not fucking them anymore. Mm-hmm. My issue is having known that they fuck. And they know if you tell them that you fucked them once, it's a wrap. So a lot of times, that's where I think I'm coming from it on that. Because I think they fucked them once. And I get it. It wasn't shit. You moved on. Yeah. We've, got, we've been there. But no, nah, tell me the truth. You know what I mean? I got one story. And I don't know how appropriate it is. But it's, it, I think it's, if not to the entirety of the of the podcast, to what you just talked about, Jeezy. And it was. So I was in college. <laughs> and I was talking to this girl who I, I mean, like, it was pretty serious. And um I was over a house. She used to cook. Hey. It was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Not the one you think about. Okay, um, my bad. No, um, Jamaican girl. Okay. And, right. uh, and, and so everything was great, right? Everything is going good. And one of my homeboys came to me and he said, um, he said, Hey, bro, let me holler at you right quick, right? <laughs> I remember this. So, so I said, Oh, what's up, bro? Yo, this, uh, this is, this was one of my friends then when I was 20, 20 years old, right? 20, 21 years old. And my friend, Years later, right? We homeboys now. I might call them tomorrow, right? And he pulled me up. He said, hey, I know you. I know you dealing hard with this chick. I just want to let you know. He was a year older than me. She was yeah. a year older than me. He was like, yeah, when you was in 12th grade, I fucked her. Yeah. <laughs> like here at college. Immediately, what did you do, though? Yeah. So so listen, here's what I would say. <laughs> Immediately, what I did was try to digest the situation because essentially what he just told me was the person that I really spent a majority of my last two months with that I really, really cared for, he knew what her box looked like. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't what cool with that, was like. and I and I and I left her. Yeah. I dumped her, and she. Men, men are, we're mentally weak. I I dumped her within two days, right? And she was like, and she said, "Why is it me?" I said, "Well, actually, it is, and here's why." Because my friend, using his name, told yeah. me that you. Fuck. She's like, "I didn't know you. You weren't even here, and it didn't we, matter." What what that story just did. <laughs> What that story just did was perpetuate the lie that will be told forever. Nah, right. bitch, you'll never fucking tell the truth. What? Because of that story there, because she knows that's what. But they're doing that anyway. Happen. I'm not the first nigga to nah, say that. You're not. <laughs> you're not. But I'm saying that's that is why an I say example it's just going to perpetuate right. it. And right. it helps because they, it's just confirmation of what they already feel and know. They know they can't say it. And that's why I'll never trust it. See, I don't, I don't really have any problems with if my woman had any men or male friends, whatever you want to call it. I think. Some of that is just your security and what you have. Now, if I'm shaky on a bitch, 
I'm feeling like y'all feeling immediately, right? Mm-hmm. However, if I feel like I have something super strong, like you know, you possess it, you know, you got this chick in your pocket, like, and and no, no one knows anything 100% for sure, absolutely. But you know, at the bottom, at, at the pit of your stomach, that this is this is your woman. Like, I got to feel comfortable and trust her. Now, if she fucks that trust up, then you know we got a, we got a different story. But I don't think I'm out the gate. I'm shutting it all the way down. I got. I, I want to say something to that. Two things. So what I would say in your particular situation is that that is an enlightened viewpoint because I I think it. I don't think that's the typical guttural male reaction, right? If yeah. you go in the wild and you see the big silverback, right, or the male lion with a with a pride or a group of bitches and children around and another nigga creeping to the to the neighborhood he killing that nigga right <laughs> because he's not he's not giving him a chance he's not he's not listening he don't want to hear you just looking for fruit yeah. you're dead right <laughs> and so and the male line is killing any little nigga that try mm-hmm. to come up and strut his stuff so i think that i think i think a lot of men go that way and i think it's some guttural stuff but i think your perspective on that jim is, is pretty enlightened i think it's pretty enlightened all right so what i want to talk about now is uh the emotional support that you can also receive from your friendships outside of your relationship. And I really believe this one gets sticky, bro. It, it can get Ain't that wrong it can a little get, sticky. You know, I mean I like it hey. sticky. You know, just let it drip off your chin, but hey. you know. Drip softly on your chin. When it drips on your chin into the titties and the titties just wet. Hallelujah. Yeah, unless but, you don't have titties. And if you don't have titties, yours, it's fine. When it get on your stomach, you got but your stomach got to be fine. No, I mean, you can't have low titties and your stomach big. I understand where you're coming from, but you're putting some listeners potentially <laughs> in a tough spot. I mean, what, it is what? what it is. Well, no, you can fix that, though. If you fix got it. Little, fix hey. it. You heard it. You heard it from Des. King Des said it. He said, fix it. You can do it. Today was the first day. Get yeah. out there. Okay. To the rest of your life, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is really a risky move. You know, I think it. It's a necessity and it can work to maintain a relationship. The relationship can be healthy forever, maybe. But I also think that maybe with the wrong people, it could go wrong. Because what happens, you're trying to create a makeshift man, a makeshift woman. Mm-hmm. Because you have the relationship and you're getting your intimacy, your sex, et cetera, here. But when it, your emotional support, for whatever reason, there's certain things missing. And you go to them for your friend. You're, and especially if this is a feat of the opposite sex as yeah. a man, you know, it, this can get sticky. And I think that's why I, I, we're really helping ladies right now. Yeah, we are. Ways. I don't think yeah. y'all, I hope y'all hear this because we're trying to t- get you to see what you need to be doing if you really want that. You know what I mean? And you can have that best friend, but if he feels more comfortable talking to her about shit freely and openly as himself than he does you because he may think you might think this, then you're fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I'll be completely transparent on this front because I've been in situations like that where um, you feel like you're talking to your significant other and and you're telling them everything that's going wrong and it seems like it's falling on deaf ears. It's almost like saying, hey, you're communicating and saying, hey, don't touch, don't put a fork in the fucking outlet and she just ignores you and, and fucking electrifies herself. That's how I feel, right? So I'm sitting here having that whole dark. Com- I know I'm just saying. going real dark lately. I'm having to talk about that. Lights out. I know I'm going through a little something, but either way, so I I, I experienced that and I was and I couldn't get what I would what I needed from my partner. So I'm taking it out to work and 
um, I'm talking to someone that I'm cool with. Right. And, you know, you talking, you're expressing how your feelings are. For some reason, it's easier. It flows like velvet, nigga, and silk and shit, nigga. The conversation <laughs> is flowing. Right. Yeah. Um, and you have to be concerned about who you're talking to and their intentions, because what they can do is take all that information that they're receiving, the purity to the purity of which it, which you gave it, you you weren't it. Yeah, you were you weren't going in with any other intention other than to find an outlet to express yourself, exactly. right? And they can utilize that and turn that around on it to to kind of fulfill something that they are missing as yeah. well. Selfish and, manipulation. Yeah, so you've got to be real conscious and cognizant of that because you you start doing that and creating that pattern, man. To your point, like you made earlier, you created a pseudo relationship that could manifest into some other shit that you didn't even intend to happen. Yeah. And then you done outsourced it. You could potentially outsource it permanently by accident. Outsourcing can go wrong. Go ahead. I got a question. You know, it's interesting because I think a relationship doesn't preclude you from having friends, right? Mm -hmm. Generally speaking and generally speaking, right? It shouldn't matter if the person that is supportive of you, um, who gives you guidance and counsel is a male or female, right? I think, the issue comes when when there's an intent for anything contrary to that, right? And I guess the question is: is shouldn't it be allowable to to outsource parts? When you say outsource, so let me say this too: when you say outsource parts of relationship, are you? I, I assume that outsourcing means that that thing that you are utilizing this friend for mm-hmm. is not getting any attention in your primary relationship. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and so, 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 so to define that, I think that is a problem, right? Because I think that your, your primary relationship, your significant other, whatever that title may be, should be the person that you can discuss every aspect Great. of your relationship, right? You should be able to talk about your professional aspirations, your physical and mental aspirations, financial aspirations, sexual. sexual, all those things. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, um, you know, and so you should be able to discuss those things. And if you can't and you feel like very, very kind of core, those four or five core parts of relationship, you can't have those conversations with your significant other. They probably shouldn't be your significant other because there's one thing to go to your friend and get feedback and bounce back based on things you're dealing with in your relationship. But if your primary conversations around that thing are happening outside of the relationship, then your relationship is hollow. It's full of holes. And those things typically aren't stable. Yeah. And and where I wanted you to see a different perspective is because sometimes you said any as if they're not getting any of these things, you know, whatever the things that you listed. And what I want to state is sometimes it's not about not that they're not giving any, but they're not giving enough. So how you're outsourcing to compensate more so than you're outsourcing to entirely survive. So there's different levels to it, I'd imagine. So it's certain shit, certain levels of support that you're, you not feel you're getting from your, your, your partner or your spouse. And maybe you said it, maybe you shouldn't have to suck and say it, to be honest. But you're not getting, but when you speak with your friend and your homie, you know what I'm saying? You're getting that support. You're getting that reassurance, he or she. Now, I know we keep saying she because I feel like the lines get blurrier with uh, opposite sex. Sure. But obviously, you know, you have your your, your homeboys that's going to come through, nigga. When, you know, if you want to smoke something or play some ball, and obviously your girl probably ain't got no game, but maybe she do. And shout I out to all the those. female ball men yeah. and chicks who play ball, nigga, I love them. Yeah. I love them, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I obviously, those same-sex friends matter, but I think it's important to discuss the opposite sex because that's really what we're nervous about. That's where these entanglements come into play because we nervous because they got, you know, penises and vaginas and they go together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, I, I I just don't think it has to be all or any or none. It can be just oh, I'm just not getting enough support here. You know, the Black Lives Matter came out, and 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 I told you, and I, I forgot who I told, but I told someone I was like, you know, I, I was hearing a lot of support here and there for black men. Oh man, thank you for being a black man and a good black father, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of niggas wasn't hearing that at home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that might have been the first time they were hearing it. it. Exactly. So for you to not hear that at home, it means that what you receive outside can matter just as much to keep you stable, keep you uh, uh, going strong for home. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So let is outsourcing always bad? Let me ask you a question. So, so two things. I assume that when you talk about maybe it's happening in the primary relationship but not enough, that you have identified the, the, the expectations with regards to that part of your life. Right. And my second thing is it shouldn't be. And and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I'm just making it clear from my my perspective. It shouldn't be that you outsource this thing because niggas would be like, oh, well, like if I got to tell this guy to tell this bitch all the time, I always got to explain her. I talk to my homegirl. She just know how I feel. Listen, that's a fucking cop out. If you got to work a little hard in your primary relationship to get your significant other to be able to be the person you can talk to about that thing then do the fucking work. Right. You can't. If that person is unable or unwilling to give you what you need, that's a different story. But if they don't because you fucking lazy and it's easy to go to your homegirl and she might give you a hand job, that's some fuck shit. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. That, that I, does I, ease tensions, though. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically. No, no, seriously. I think more couples should really, if a woman would, hey, baby, your man comes to you and he says, listen, I just want to talk. I got some shit on my mind. All right, baby, sit back and just pull your pants down. And if she could just give you a hand job and while you express yourself. <laughs> no, you laughing? Well, not fucking that sounds you, amazing. You don't, you don't understand to I, just, I don't. Listen, it, it if, does, you throw I just, a, if you throw a spliff in there, nigga, I'm going to start telling you about some shit that I ain't even know existed with this side. I'm over there like, I'm over there like, and when I was four, mama never told, like, seriously. So, <laughs> nigga, they I, never gave me nothing. I, I think what women don't do well with. And I think with the best woman, the one who man ain't never going nowhere and he love the fuck out of her, mm-hmm. women don't always do well with securing, making the man feel secure and feeling safe and that he yeah. can be vulnerable. See, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? A man got to be tough and we got to be this and we got to mm-hmm. hold it. Like, you have to go out of your way sometimes, I believe, to let a man know and soften him. And if you can't do that, you know, as now, a woman, on, on that, walk list yeah, to blow up. But definitely on that front, man, if your man comes to you and tries to be vulnerable, and you shut down because you feel defensive or you or you took a snippet of what he said and for some reason it didn't resonate with you the right way, dog, that is the worst fucking thing that you can do. Because you do that a number of times to Jeezy's point, man, that nigga ain't never going to come back. There's, there's only so much time before the straw breaks the camel's back and he's coming to you and on some vulnerable shit and you are ignoring it completely. That shit ain't going to fly. So... On the front of talking to your, and I and I put it to you, Des, after this, but on, on the front of not only focusing on the opposite set, even with your homeboys, man, you, and I got a bunch of frat brothers and I holler at them about certain things. Oh, and, and, and that is a, hey, ole. And, and that's a good deal right there. But let me just tell you, if you think every lady likes her business in um, out in the streets and even to your boys, it's considered out in the street. I know many ladies that take huge offense to that and still will have a problem with that. It don't even have to be female, male. It can happen with your boy. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you you know you can't tell them that you told such and such. Hell no. Yeah. And, and women don't understand men relationships. 
So we really, we, we're different with our shit, you know what I mean? And there's not much that we can't share and we cool and we'll share those details, you know what I mean? So whereas a woman may tend to keep that shit to herself, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and no, perpetrate and, and let on what, what they want them to know. A nigga tell you, oh yeah, man, she ain't sucked me off. Go to the barbershop. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. You'll hear about these niggas' relationships, and they'll walk in in two seconds like, man, dog, I don't even want to fuck with my bitch no more, dog. Dog, They walk in, they can't wait to say it. I remember being there with my dad as a jit, and niggas coming in, dog, and it's a fucking fucking psychology session for niggas in there, man. I'm serious, man. And the niggas selling meat. And brushes, and oh, yeah. CDs. <laughs> now they got not a lot of hair care and beard care products. Oh, really? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> but um, what I think you don't know, want to look at it from a, a single standpoint, for mm-hmm. like that single woman, you know what I mean, or that single man. Mm-hmm. So if you're single and it's tough out here to find a good man, is what these hoes keep telling me, and. <laughs> Maybe not for a man to find a good woman because we have an upper advantage, and I always say this in a certain way, but at the same time, that good vibe, that great vibe, that life-changing vibe isn't guaranteed, you know what I mean? And it isn't easily found, you know what I'm saying? It's just the percentages are in our pocket. Mm-hmm. So that being said, if it's, you're struggling to find someone and you're single, but yet you have that good friend of the opposite sex, does it handicap you from being able to find a relationship because you'll find yourself saying, hey... I can just be physical with this guy because my emotional is right here with my homie. I can call him anytime. We good. We can vibe whenever. You know what I mean? He's never going to let me down. He's going to come through. And with him, I can just let it be fun dinners and, and, and dicks up my asses because at the end of the day, I know I can outsource certain aspects. And, and that comes back to the makeshift man, right? But from a single person's perspective and not the relationship. I think it depends on your maturity level. So let me say that. I think when you're young, right? And I'm not I'm not trying to put everybody into a bucket, right? But I think in large part when you're in your your teens and your twenties, maybe your early thirties, you know, you know what? You can I can I can hodgepodge a man together. I got I got two or two of the things I need from this guy, another two from this guy or girl, you know, one from this person and my physical from this person. I think you can do that. Maturity brings a whole new perspective to the relationship game because what you realize is you don't just want somebody you can talk to when work was tough or somebody you can work out with or somebody you can fuck. You want somebody you could take a, you could take a seven day cruise with, right? Yeah. You could fly somewhere with y'all got nothing but a house and y'all going to eat every day and you, your vibe is, your vibe is unmatched. And I think that's, we've talked about that fellas and, and for our listeners, you guys probably heard us mention this a lot, but as you get older, the thing that increases, you don't want a bitch with bigger titties. You don't want to, she don't got to have a larger ass. What you, what you want is, <laughs> what you, you know, what you want, for, at least for me, you know, I think what, what people like want is, no, nah, I'm not even saying any of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's, I think what's important is if I, listen, unless you're a name, I'm going to keep it real. If you're a lame nigga and, and you're in your forties and shit, you're late thirty and you still hunting for ass. Okay. Waste you know, time. Yeah. Do, do what you do. Yeah. Right. I was doing that when I was in college. I was doing that in my twenties. So after 20, but maybe they didn't though. So and that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, you, and know, if you weren't we getting out of your teens you and twenties, yeah. like I said, you probably lame. Yeah. Right. So, Damn. so, <laughs> or he got married early and got out of his marriage. Michael, Damn a lame. Damn listen, it. Can't, listen, niggas getting married early is not lame. Listen, okay. Can you guess? That's all listen, I'm gonna say. I'm not saying that. You're not gonna put generalizations on me, nigga. <laughs> you know all I said is, for whatever reason, if you wait until you 40 something to start hunting ass down That's like a 20-year-old nigga, I feel bad for you. Because yeah. by this time, dog, you looking for the vibe. Quality. Can too. you be in a room and talk to the with nobody but y'all in the house? And for two, three, four hours, y'all vibing. You shit all fucking Stupid. day, y'all vibing. No fucking Laughing, drama, joking. nothing. If you got that, but you got a bad bitch with big titties and a fat ass that you you can't you can't be around. That's more than an hour by her getting your fucking nerves. 
Why would you choose that? Yeah, yeah. Because when them titties sagging that ass go flat, you ain't got the vibe, nigga. I totally agree, I agree with, with that. You, and I would never yeah. I saw the fire in your eyes. Yeah, I would never I would never settle. You can't settle. You want an all encompassing vibe. And man, you know, we're gonna talk about next week about what a man needs to choose a woman, so I don't wanna get into that. Mm-hmm. But if an all encompassing vibe means peace, you know, and if you don't know how to work that on a man, I mean we're gonna have fun with that. Yeah, that's not, that that's gonna be that's, that's gonna shit. be fire right you know, there. Man. That's gonna be game for him right there. But do you think then that you have to change your friendship with that best friend in order to get that relationship the way you want it? Can it can it can it things stay the same, or does something have to fall back? I think it depends on your girl, man. So I think, and I'm only speaking from a man's perspective. Your woman sets the tone a little bit. Now, there's certain things that you can say, okay, this woman's important to me. Um, she's been a friend for years. I want you to meet this woman so that we don't have no issues go forward. You know exactly who I'm talking to when I'm, t- when I'm talking to him, right? However, if she's, she has feelings about uh, that you you talking late night, is 11 o'clock at night, and you talking to your best friend, and, and you're doing that consistently, and she's like, it's making me feel a certain way. I think you have to respect what's going on and 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 readjust those those interactions and those expectations. That's my personal belief. If you want to try to keep the peace, now granted, you figured that you had this discussion in advance and it shouldn't even be an issue. But you also know that things change as the relationship progresses. And if we sit here and act stupid as if oh it doesn't, we we fooling ourselves, man. You cool one day, nigga, doesn't mean you're gonna be cool on Wednesday. You know I think, yeah, yeah. I think. Listen, man. I think that. I think it's it's different, right? But it's it's for fellas out there that got a good relationship with their mom, right? Like you know, I just remember for myself when I was in college, my early twenties. You know, what I'm saying I'm single, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Yo, my mom's opinion, my mom's feedback, my dad too, right? Mm-hmm. But my mom's feedback, my mom's opinion, her perspective was very, very powerful, right? When you get into a relationship as a man, right, and that's the only perspective I can speak from with a woman who is someone you could see yourself spending the rest of your life with, right, or at least. The, the 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 your future right as far as you can see you got to phase out you got you can listen to your mom right but you you got to say okay in this relationship my significant other has to have the primary voice right outside of mine's and um and and not my mom so you 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 have to do that it's the same thing with your friends you can have your friends i don't think you have to get rid of friends if people hold, people have been fucking holding you down you let them keep holding you down and you hold them down but i think you have to and if they are really your friends establish parameters and they'll understand mm, look this is my point. woman if she really your homegirl and she know you solid motherfucker you tell her hey look i really got to put my all to this relationship because i really i really fuck with her and i want this to work she'll support and if she don't it. or she say oh so you're not gonna talk to me now oh she's she more important than me probably. she got all your fucking exactly. What a great analogy thank between you. your mom you. and your what a great fucking analogy. I'm gonna yeah, slice that out for you, man. Because that, yeah, that was a that's great something analogy. that a woman can take with her and place into the inner contours of her heart. In, in my opinion, if you have a close friend, outsourcing is easy to default to when you're in a uh, when you're single, and, and to me, that will always handicap the relationship. Because at the end of the day, you just have that support system already in set to where that anything short of that, you like, girl, you still fuck with that nigga? He ain't did this. 
Man, that's all right because you're so content with what he's giving, knowing that you're getting other shit from so other you, ways. And so I think that's you, a lot. A lot of women are single. We've had guests on here say that. You're right. Be perpetually single because, and they're just seeing this nigga, and he don't ha- he doesn't have to commit, and he doesn't have to go any further because a lot of women, the real women, they date with intention. Yeah, they, 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 man. They make it known what it's going to be. If mm-hmm. you fall short of that, you fall off. And I respect those women. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? But I respect it. And why I respect it is because I believe that's how all men should operate. This is what it is. If you're not with my program, ho, go ahead to the next program. Ho, good luck. So do you look at it as a crutch? When you have that type of strong ass support system, I think it is. I I don't want to say it. I think it's a, a crutch because yeah, you know, you can fall short of everything because you know where else you can get it and you'll take that dick. Here and you'll take a, a, a random tr- uh, weekend away. Here you'll take not meeting his mom there because you'll have anything else. So I got a question for you though, G. So in that same vein, so I'm just pl- I'm playing devil's advocate here. So you said you think it is a crutch, right? Because you know you don't have to give your all, but but I think that has to be has to do with the individual and the mindset because I think the same can be saying for right. So we got a we got a public welfare system in the United States, right? Like if you lose your job, if you need help with your housing, you can get that shit for really really cheap, probably cheaper than what you're paying now, right? But I don't think knowing that there is a net for certain people makes you not shoot for the stars, right? And so I think in that relationship, to me, if you're going to if you're going into this relationship with the desire to make it something worth having, then the fact that you got a crush to rely on should be moot, right? Because your only intention is putting forth your 100% effort on, effort on this. And if you fall to that crush so easily, you never really want a success in that primary relationship anyway, in my opinion. My nizzle with and, that analogy is bro. I no, 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 no. I just need to no. take a moment with this analogy to the public welfare dog. Shout out to all that. But no, I agree for geez, real because man, how that today, how that even holds more accurate even speaks to those on welfare because at the end of the day, you are settling to be okay with what your current situation is. For people who use it for what yeah. it's supposed to be, I, I'm not talking about yeah, you. But there are people yeah. who aren't, and they are misusing it, and you're right. just happy and content with it, and. To say you want more, which I'm sure most of these niggas yeah, are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get know what I'm saying? Everybody's saying they less. Yeah, so, say less, nigga. Say, say less. <laughs> Indeed. So for, for you to be saying these things and you know doing opposite. So I think these single people that I'm talking about, they want the relationship or so they believe, but they're net, they're, they're not in, trying to perpetuate it. And, and in, in, a, in a way, it's different from your analogy too because emotions are involved. So when it comes to matters of the heart, Man, I don't know about you, but if you've never been, if you go a long time, and women are great with last without sex, but I've had my moments where, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I was, I was collecting from a hoe. Never mm-hmm. got tough where I couldn't get pussy. <laughs> That's not what I said, nigga. I didn't no, say tough. No, no, no I just said tough, maybe emotionally. Yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I wanted pussy, pussy, you got offended, you know what I'm saying? He did. No, because you know, I got <laughs> check, check my credentials, nigga. But my point of the matter is, you know what I'm saying, when it gets tough like that, you know, you just want to know, man, I lost my moment. Uh, no, but I will kind of just saying? jump in there and definitely say, hey, you're right. Both of y'all are right from both sides of the fence. I think there's a part where you can abuse your support system, which is those people that just want to live off of that welfare, mm-hmm. right? Which and is- and and that turns into something else and you're just settling. You're never going to have a full life with your partner, a true full life for yourself if you're if you're abusing your support system. But there is an opportunity for you to utilize it as solely as a supplement that will enhance your relationship if you use it delicately and appropriately, right? So I think it's a double-edged sword to y'all point. You just got to figure out, man, how you finna slice it. Oh, and I remember my point. Mm -hmm. I was talking about being touched. 
and, and this doesn't even necessarily have to be physically, but emotionally. If you haven't had someone talk to you and make you feel warm and tingly inside, if you haven't had someone touch you, imagine when it happens. You know what I'm saying? So when you get it, you're going to be so happy with it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give it, let it go and go away, even though it's not everything? Although you're enjoying so much of that little taste that you're getting, it's like crap. It's, it's hard to say. You know yeah. what I mean? So if I'm saying I'm getting nothing and everything is is tough right now, right? Quote unquote, if I'm struggling to get pussy, if if a little pussy come my way, am I going to say, nah, man, you know, no, I'm going to keep it until like this is what these single people are doing. Single women, I would think more in particular than single men, but single women, I imagine because you got to take what you can get. And that's a sad situation that we in. But, you know, I digress. So, yeah. But uh, shit, outsourcing a relationship. I, I just think that it can work, but it, it doesn't work for everyone. It can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I think um, have the people that fuck with you close, right, mm-hmm. and the people that care about you. But if you're going to take the time to 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 siphon someone from the fucking open market, right, and and and, and insinuate that you want something more serious with them, um, you know, and I heard Jeezy say this. You know what? I know it's a quote from Bob Marley, but. Um, I don't know if he said it on the podcast or he said it yeah, another time, but right, but ba- and I'm paraphrasing, right, but but essentially, yo, don't arouse the 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 intention and 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 feelings of a woman you have no intention on doing anything oh, with man. or have something with, right? Bob said and it, it. Mm. it's so it's so real, right? But let me tell you something, fellas, and how soon we forget. And I I used this word earlier with Jen. We are we are getting to a place in our lives where we are still young men, but we are enlightened, right? Mm. We've had experiences and relationships, and we've done things, and and now we see the wisdom. But these same niggas talking to y'all right now was not this catch us at 23. You already got fucked. All right. But we we didn't change. So we say that to say, yo, listen to what we saying. We giving y'all some knowledge. We really ladies, Real listen shit. to what we telling you. And if you got any questions, man, you hit us up. And, and you know what? Before we go, I just uh, want to say oh, one thing. Listen, <laughs> you, you at home all day and you look like shit. I don't give a fuck if it's Friday. I don't give a fuck if we staying home Tuesday. If we're working from home, and a lot of us are still, yeah. you know what I mean? Look like something. Get up in the morning, brush your teeth, put on some clothes, and I'm not saying nothing fancy. Some house or a nice little day dress. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of these women just sit. Dog, I'm hearing it all, everywhere, dog. Yeah. They, they, they at house, they, they at home looking like shit. Yeah. Didn't brush your teeth until 3.30 in the afternoon. You still in pajamas and shit. No bra. Then had two cups of orange juice, though. No, you know seriously, I mean? though. Like, I, I don't get it. I like a lady that come, that she walking around the house in a nice little jumper, and she ain't in an oversized T-shirt all day with three bullet holes. And she ain't never been shot before. But she got three bullet holes mm-hmm. in the shirt, nigga, and some, and some, and some grandma drawers. But I like a woman that's, like, she takes some time to even... Look good at home, man. You yep. know what I'm saying? Put like her that. hair up, like the Jeezy's point, man. Brush her teeth, wash her face, and she put on something nice. Like grandma drawers shouldn't even be. On I know. Don't wear just... no bra, ladies. Let them things move around. Oh, I think. like no bra at home if you're yeah. putting on something. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. Even in the t-shirt, I like them things to move around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you may have kids, so and you may have big titties, so you know. Adjust accordingly. Uh. If you got some old big old D's, uh. you know. But if you got them, you know. You know, baby bees, you probably yeah. can get away with that. You probably so. Probably bee so. Stinks, Strong you know C's too. You know, shout out to all the titties. A through B, D, E, D, F, G. Man, respect to them G's. Those are real G's right there. You want the G's? No, I don't want it. No, that's I mean, I'll take it if it got there, but like, yeah. I'm not looking for it. Like, I, I'm fine with a, yeah. a strong big C to a, a baby D. I think every man mm-hmm. needs a full B. 
You know, four I, B I is would a say mouthful. That. That's I all you need. That. I mean, yeah. who if your mouth bigger than that nigga, fuck you doing? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like a fat man who's out of shape could have a small B. I'm not taking no chances. <laughs> you, <laughs> so, you, so. you could. I actually been asking a lot of women that randomly, would you fuck a man who has man boobs if he was good in every way? Attractive. You know, not fat. You know, mm-hmm. he's just chubby. The, the math classy or yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Shit, yeah. and, and like, and he just has little man boobs. Even mm-hmm. would you suck on him? Yeah. Yeah, they all said no. Nah, I bet, you know, it's probably because if his areolas is bigger than hers, she can't have oh, that. No, you can't do that. She can't don't, have don't, that. Don't associate areolas with a man. That's, that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's hard on my fetish right there, though. My fetish don't Oh, work man. Like we, call, we, call, we call Jeezy dinner plate man because he wants them areolas with like dinner plates. He calls them dinner plates. You know, I just like them. You know, them teacup sauces. No, <laughs> nice, you know, re, nice ratio, you know, titty to areolas. You know what I mean? So, Listen, I'm going to break this shit up. So, you know, these areolas. Hey, brunch uh, with the boys, man. Check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, at Brunch with Boys. Hit us up on email, brunch.withboys at uh, gmail.com. Drop any types of comments. Drop any types of suggestions. If you want to be a guest, hit us up on email or any of the socials. Find us on YouTube uh, because there's a huge presence on YouTube. All podcast platforms. uh, You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and so forth. And real quick, big shout out, dog, because we hit 30 thousand listens bro. yeah we ain't even been about. we ain't even been at it two years bro yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirty thousand listens. that's the, the and i want to tag on to what jen said you know the biggest thing for us guys is that we bring you content that that does something for you right we don't want to be just talking just to talk right we try to drop knowledge and sometimes we give it to you in a very most of the time all the time we give it to you in a very opinionated way but that's the only way we know how to give it to a you, right? Way. You don't tell you don't tell the cook how to cook the food. You just eat that motherfucker. So hey, even we giving y'all um, the biggest the biggest thing for us like 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 share 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 subscribe subscribe subscribe. Yeah. If you think we dope, if you didn't listen to us for two three four episodes five episodes, tell a friend about us. Appreciate it. Not seven people. You ain't got to tell ten. You ain't got to tell two. Tell a friend. You know about what? Us. Tell yeah. for all the niggas and the hoes. Tell tell the people you fucking. Just that. And, and ladies, it might hope, be too much knowledge no, in there. No, ladies, we hope it's only one or two niggas, but <laughs> fellas, we know you got at least two or three. At least, the, you know what I'm saying? Strong team. So get, get on it. We appreciate y'all. This much with the boys. Yeah. 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 Coffee and brunch. We can have a conversations over coffee and brunch. Ha. 